going on you guys and welcome back to another video. So today's video, I wanna do another take on two stocks that I would avoid or two stocks that I wouldn't buy. And I've done this type of video in the past every once in a while. Here's one I did about a year ago on three Canadian stocks that uh, I would avoid. Uh, just to be clear, it's not that I'm saying these stocks won't do good for you or they're not, um, you know, they're terrible companies, not like that at all. It's just that for whatever reason, as we'll talk about today, they're not necessarily stocks that I'm crazy optimistic for. And today I wanna to share with you guys two new ideas, one Canadian one, one US one. This was uh, the video I did last time, I did one on Shopify for those that don't remember, and that was, you know, got a lot of comments. Uh, I did one on um, Air Canada was the other stock that I wasn't fond of entirely. Uh, this one was mainly due to the, to the price, not that I didn't like Shopify as a business, in fact, I, I do. Uh, and nowadays, I, you know, I mean, the shares are looking a lot more attractive, but I remember I posted a video about a year ago. Uh, Air Canada was one I didn't like more or less for the business model. And the third stock was Cineplex, which was kind of a trendy stock I was seeing, especially after, um, you know, the, the GameStop and uh, yeah, AMC kind of Wall Street bets, Sega. Cineplex was a stock that got thrown around a lot, but this stock was in so much debt that I just figured, hey, it's not a stock that I'd like in my portfolio. But that was the last kind of recap briefly. And I would say these these three stocks did work out in my favor, luckily. Um, we were also going through a market crash, so that played a part. But anyways, I have two more, and hopefully a year or so from now, we can look back and say, again, these were maybe a couple good stocks to avoid or, or at least raise some questions about them because these are popular stocks. And I'll, I'll just kind of preface it. The first stock that I want to talk about is BlackBerry. This is a stock that I see a bunch of Canadians investing in. I think there's just this nostalgia because um, BlackBerry, Canadian company, uh, Research in Motion is what they were prior to you know, becoming BlackBerry really. Uh, and the second stock is Disney, okay? And like I said, I actually sold uh, Disney stock this morning after a lot of contemplation. I mentioned it uh, a while ago and I'll share with you guys why I've decided to move on from the stock. Again, not trying to say this is a terrible company or it's it's junk. It's just that I think there may be other opportunities um, stronger than these. That's kind of the concept of this video. But I guess we can start with BlackBerry. And by the way, feel free to let me know down below what you think of these. Do you guys agree with me? Are these good stocks, bad stocks? Do you own them? Or are there other stocks that you would avoid? I tried to pick more, um, some popular ones, uh, if you will. And like I said, I see BlackBerry thrown out all the time. But BlackBerry, as I'm sure you guys know, or if you don't really follow it, I mean, they went from this massive, I mean, if, you, if we look back here, back in the day, BlackBerry was a stock uh, soaring and all over the place. I had you know, multiple, not multiple Blackberries, but I had at least a couple back in the day um, using BBM. I think it was one of my first real like smartphones. And they really, uh, at one point, were very, very popular phone of choice. Now, fast forward to today, a, a very genuine question is like, what does Blackberry do now? Because they clearly aren't making um, smartphones and BBM is no longer a thing. This is right off their website. Blackberry software powers devices, cars, and the internet of things securely. And actually what, for me look at this company, where I really think they're putting the focus on is actually cybersecurity. So the cybersecurity segment of their business, essentially, uh, actually what they do in many, in many respects is they're kind of transform, they have transformed their business and they essentially sell patents and they sell software that are used in, like I said, cars, devices, the internet of things, but really putting emphasis on cybersecurity. And I think first and foremost, what I'll say about this stock is when I see a stock that's trading at $4, right? penny stock territory with a $2 billion market cap. I mean, for me, that's just a red flag number one. 
at one point obviously they weren't but over the past decade they've just downtrended 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 and whenever you're dealing with a stock in such a small market cap territory clearly there's you know they're probably trying to work some things out and there's all the risks that come with uh, a company that's trading at this price yes there is opportunity and if you do want to jump into a stock as a small play as if you think this kind of pivot in business model is going to be successful with them I'm not saying I'm opposed to that. It's just that I wouldn't be, I'm just not very optimistic in all honesty because I feel the company's essentially trying to like, well, they are trying to entirely re-pivot the business and find new footing. And thus far, they've really struggled with that. Pretty much across the board, there's no numbers here that I see that are like really, really um, exciting, right? Uh, we could look at really any number here, but if we just look at you know the company's revenue growth over the past, what is this going back to 2014 and they've been compounding down at 22% uh, year over year, essentially that 23% actually. And we see essentially they're pulling in less than a billion dollars in total revenues for the business. So you see like, I mean, contrast that to when they had $6.8 billion back in 2014, it's just been downtrending, 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 downtrending. And it's not that I'm not optimistic on cybersecurity to be clear, because uh, for, for all the fields out there that are uh, interesting, I've actually been doing a lot of research into cybersecurity and what types of companies play in this field. I just don't know if BlackBerry is is quite it. And like I said, this is um, it's just so popular. And I believe the the like why it's popular is because it is Canadian and because we all have this old love for the company BlackBerry. But yeah, I just don't. Um, I don't I wouldn't feel comfortable investing in a company where metrics are all looking quite unfavorably a small cap trying to find its footing and um, to me the direction is like they're still trying to figure it out if that makes sense uh, there's a slide that I kind of skipped over here where would it be this is the one that I was kind of looking at is just essentially the company has no plans to be profitable over the next three years um, forecasting to remain unprofitable over the next three years Pretty much all of the analyst future growth forecasts are weak. Revenue, yes, per year is expected to grow faster than the Canadian market. And obviously when you're, you know, in a in a point of let's say shambles, you're gonna have some outliers in terms of, hey, this is good, this is bad. One of the big things that they're trying to kind of line up is a is a big um, royalty deal or a big patent. A deal that they're able to work out. Like I said, if this is a stock that you want to consider putting a small amount of money into, like um, just for, you know, almost like the fun of playing it, I'm okay with that. But in terms of actually, um, you know, treating this as a big investment and they're going to one day turn the corner and get back to once they want, where they once were, although operating in a, in a favorable field, it's just not a company that I would personally um, own. And I guess we can leave it as that. I would actually highly suggest if you are going to own BlackBerry, um, really take the time to understand the nuts and bolts of what they do nowadays because you'd have to spend at least a couple days going through uh, the company's releases and, and understanding the business model and where they plan to operate because, again, in my opinion, they are really just trying to find their footing and there's a lot to kind of understand there. But stock number one is BlackBerry. Um, for many of the reasons today and pretty much all the metrics that I look at, there's there's nothing attractive that we would want to uh, invest in. And I would also say, just to cap it off, just because the stock trades at $4, this is actually the um, American ticker, uh, FYI. So just because it trades at 
don't think that <laughs> that number really means anything that oh they once traded at $100 or $200 or even 15 or $20 a lot of investors get sucked into this trap that oh because the stock is trading at such a quote unquote cheap price um it's got to be a buy I would argue far against that. Um, if you look at analyst ratings from whatever sources you use, I mean, here's one from Simply Wall Street, which is uh, just one of the many resources that I use. I mean, they have a fair target on of $2, uh, indicating that even at a $6 share price, so quote unquote cheap, they're still significantly overvalued. And um, yeah, that's just one little take there. Let's move on to stock number two, which is one that I sold this morning. And uh, it pains me to say this, but it is the company Disney. So a very different type of company, right? Uh, obviously it's easy to pick out the, the small caps, the companies that don't really fit my radar to begin with, right? Like you guys know I don't really like investing in stocks that are unprofitable and stocks that, um, you know, sort of trade in that Cineplex um, slash Blackberry range. Well, Disney is a massive blue chip, one of the largest companies in the world. And um, I'm throwing this on my list today, again, not to say it's a bad company, because in fact, I would say that uh, at today's prices, they do look fair. Like, let me let me make that very clear. They do look fair um, based on my research. In fact, I believe the stock may be slightly undervalued, but I decided to opt against it. I actually took a loss on this. Like, like I said, I sold the stock today. Uh, I took a 25% loss, uh, cut the ties, uh, which is something I hate doing. But I did that because when I look at the direction of where Disney's headed, and um, we'll get into that in just a second, I just think that there are better opportunities for my money, right? With investing, you know, you could look at every stock in a bubble and say, is this a good stock or not? But you do have other options. And if I can go put money in Disney or I can go put money in another stock, I need to say which is gonna be the better returner for me. There's just a lot of questions I have with Disney right now in terms of their management being shaken up, look here um, their marvel series uh, is in a bit of a slump and i know a lot of star wars fans can probably attest i i don't watch star wars i don't really watch marvel so i'm curious to hear from you guys you know from the research i'm seeing let me know down below if you guys are agreeing with this i'm hearing a lot of stuff like marvel is their most profitable studio last i heard having a discussion they were literally a cutting down production because they were kind of exhausting their audience and getting too many videos uh, too many movies out and they weren't really connecting with the audience as much. But um, yeah, we'll get into that in just a sec, but I will just say this, you know, this was a stock, funny enough, if you go back to my channel back in 2018, so I've been doing this YouTube thing for a long time now, for those who don't know, and one of my first stocks to buy videos, I actually talked about Disney. So this was, uh, like I said, underwhelming for me. Like, you know, I can't say that I've always hated this stock. In fact, I was optimistic of the stock, I own the stock. and. You know, in fairness, it did go on its runs. So Disney has had some nice opportunities to trim profits, to make some gains. Basically, this is a five-year chart where they had a nice spike, but over the past five years, we look at where they've essentially retraced to, they've gone nowhere. The stock's traded absolutely flat for five years. If you just buy and held, which I believe in my case I did, I don't think I took profits here, a mistake, you know? When the stock was up 100%, probably should have taken profits. I wrote it up and I wrote it down. It's been essentially dead money for me. And Disney, if you actually look back, essentially coming out of the 2000s, they did have a very long, you know, swell of, uh, going absolutely nowhere with the company they did see the nice spike obviously and i think this is where a lot of people kind of got disney back on their radar for me i worry if we're kind of going through another one of these sideways trending periods 
And again, there may be better opportunities out there because with Disney, I mean, clearly they have a lot of things working for them um, in terms of like their parks obviously is one of a kind, such a unique moat in that aspect of things. I wouldn't consider the side of their business on the streaming side much of a moat. Um, they have done well, but there's always competition and they're always fighting for the next new releases and whatnot. But really what worries me uh, with Disney is not worries me, but one of the big parts of their revenue. We see here I'm making up a massive part of the revenue of the quarter is their linear networks. These were down 5% and we see both domestically and internationally. You know, this is a field where the numbers are working against you, right? Um, I believe I have a, a chart here. This is basically pay TV households that they're forecasting uh, through 2026. Essentially about a 5% decrease um, for the coming years. And this is obvious, obvious with the cable cutting, people paying for television, right? TV rights. Funny enough, I still do pay for cable because I like watching my sports live and I know there's all these streaming things and whatnot, but I, I like watching them live. So I'm one of the ones who, one of the millennials who actually opted for cable. So I think I'm an outlier there because the trends are working against them um, in this favor or in this regard, uh, I should say. And it's just a big part of that. So I, so think about this. It's not to say that Disney as an entire company is, is poor, of course not, but they have a big part of their company, which is fighting, you know, headwinds, right? We have another big part of their business, which is of course making these movies and creating hit after hit after hit. And don't get me wrong, I totally believe Disney will get back to making crazy hits. They have some of the most unique titles and um, IP, like all, all of the characters that they own. That's something that's so special to Disney, but we can't overlook the fact that, you know, Marvel, a big part of their business has kind of been, been struggling um, nonetheless. And uh, like I said, I'd love for some confirmation down in the comment section below because I wish I had consumer insights to say, yeah, well, I see this and I understand where they're going, but I don't. This is just from, from my research. For me, really, one of the big things too is just the company's kind of um, going through an executive shakeup as well. And obviously, Bob Iger is returning back to the post, as they say here, for Bob Chapek after a couple years of essentially the company struggling. While I do have more faith in Iger rather than Chapek, from what I understand and from what I followed over the past couple of years, it just looks like the company is you know, sim similar, similarly to BlackBerry where they're trying to find their footing. This is more on a larger scale, but they're trying to kind of get, get their uh, executive stuff sorted out. And they, there have been a bunch of firings as well within Disney kind of cleaning up the organization. So while all of this is going on, I just, yeah, I just, I just don't know if it's the best place for my money, right? Here's basically their numbers. I have earnings per share and net income. We could look at that essentially the same thing, if you will, but they've been compounding down at 11, 12% over this time period. What we need to factor in, of course, is COVID. COVID played a huge part on this company's um, revenues and earnings. We see the drop off here lining up very, very perfectly with the COVID pandemic when all their parks were shut down. They have slowly and steadily been trending upwards. And hey, I wouldn't be surprised um, if they're able to kind of get back to where they were. But I do think it's fair to say that, you know, maybe operating in these times were more simple times. Um, you know, I'm looking pre-COVID and pre all these streaming networks, which again, I'll say this, Disney Plus is doing well, right? Hulu, Disney Plus, these are all doing well and they've actually captured a great percentage of the market share but they're fighting in a field with so much competition right so much competition uh, even with espn plus which was weaker for them doing decently well now that's not going to stop and all of these different companies and providers are going to be fighting for our attention it's it's a tricky place to play in and this is like from covid going onwards the company still hasn't reinstated the dividend and 
of course, that's you know a, a big thing for me, right? I love dividend stocks, and um, when Disney cut the dividend, you know, a while back, I, you know, I was I, I was personally shocked. Uh, you know, it's like there's some companies you just don't think would cut the dividend, and uh, Disney was one of those that I kind of shelved as a, a safe bet. Clearly, I was wrong on that, and clearly, I've been wrong with the stock since 2015 or you know 2018. Like I said, over the past five years, hasn't really gone uh, how I would have hoped. So, to just kind of summarize and be clear. Today, like if you were gonna look at the stock and say, hey, um, should I buy it? I think it's a fair, fair buy. I worry again slightly that with the lack of clear direction and all of the moving pieces now within the business, it may not be as simple as a, a nice big recovery. And I worry there's kind of another drought period coming up. And then with my case, you know, being down 20% on the stock, 25% actually, it was like, hey, maybe I take the loss. This wasn't my margin account. Actually just lock in that loss and place the money elsewhere because as the markets have come down, guys, there's a lot of opportunities else, you know, outside of the stock that I think um, I'm just more optimistic on. It's never fun to sell a stock. In fact, it, it sucks to sell a stock. Um, had a conversation with our academy students, you know, this morning in the Discord about cutting ties, and um, nobody likes doing that. But at the end of the day, I look at other opportunities, and I mean, I just look here. Even Amazon's one that jumps out to me. Amazon, Google, Brookfield. These are all stocks that I feel offer more growth opportunity, right? And again, it's wrong to just say over the past five years, Disney's gone nowhere. So that doesn't mean it's gonna go anywhere. Um, that's the past, we need to look forward. But with all of the, no, I shouldn't say all of it, but certain parts of their business, I believe having some headwinds and maybe some struggles, I just feel that there's personally some better um, opportunities out there. So hey, that's my video today, guys. I've been super busy, honestly, on the uh, you know back, back end stuff with work that I know I haven't been producing as much content for you guys. So I apologize for the lack of flow videos, but I'm really gonna try to ramp it up. I think my dad's coming to visit um, tomorrow, actually. I think he'll be in town. So we're gonna film a bunch of videos for you guys. Actually planning a big um, meet and greet, uh, a big event. I shouldn't, shouldn't say big event. I think it's gonna be 75, 100 people um, capped based on the venue, but it's actually like a blossom event with a couple key sponsors that we've already lined up and it's going to be so cool to you know meet some of you guys if you're interested we've done these events in the past with our academy students in particular kind of more um niche and more uh, exclusive this one is going to be um you know open to all, all you guys and anybody that's in the vancouver lower mainland area stay tuned for more details because yeah there's going to be beer food it's going to be a honestly a blast i'm already looking so forward to it but it's it takes a bit of time to plan and a lot of my attention has been there unfortunately because I know I should be creating videos but it's uh, it's all good and fun um, I love it so anyways uh, let me know what you guys think of my video today I could be off base could be not this is just my thoughts my opinions you always do your own research do your own uh, due diligence and definitely let me know down in the comment section below what do you think do you agree with my thoughts do you disagree if you enjoyed today's video give it a big thumbs up make sure you're subscribed for more content of course as always Academy is down below if you are in the market for courses and training. If you haven't already downloaded Blossom, go do that. Follow me at the username Brandon. And as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.